Hi friends, this is Compassion Podcast. On the 21st of May, we will have a short online program called Night of Compassion. And we want to invite you to that program. The program will begin at 8 p.m. Beijing time. You can keep the date and you can invite your friends. Remember that God is your father. See you at the Night of Compassion. Welcome to Compassion's Audio Podcast. This podcast shows the compassionate and the loving heart of God through Jesus Christ. You don't have to run away from God, but you can come close to Him. Jesus tasted death for everyone in all the world. And He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Enjoy the message. Coming up on Compassion Podcast. Sometimes we take what we have for granted, sometimes. Instead of complaining about the little we have, we can thank God for the little we have. And that is where the miracle is. Whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, think on these things. Because we are united with Christ, what has happened to us, God has blessed us with every kind of spiritual blessing, every type of spiritual blessing. Sometimes we forget these important truths and focus on the temporary challenges we are facing. Looking at these truths, we cannot but appreciate our lives. Open your Bibles with me. Let's go to John chapter 1. Let's look at verse 12 to verse 13. Verse 12. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name. One more time. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name. This is when God takes the responsibility as a father and performs his duty as a father. Mind you, as many as received him, to them he gave them the power, he gave them the right to become the children of God. The sense of luck, the sense of guilt, the sense of want, the sense of burdens, unpaid bills, filled the hearts with anxiety and restlessness. But, Knowing God as a father restores quietness and rest to your spirit. We are no longer afraid of bills, no longer afraid of circumstances. Faith in God rises unconsciously. And then we face the most adverse conditions with a sense of superiority. You know why? Because God is now our father. The apostle said, Behold, what manner of love that the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. And the Bible says, The Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirits that we are the children of God. And if children, we are heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 
Now look at the next verse. Verse 13. Who were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh. Mind you, those who receive Jesus Christ, the Bible says they are born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. This is something beautiful. You should appreciate your life. God has given birth to you. Let's go again, please. Go with me. Let's go to 1 John chapter 5. Let's look at verse 4 to verse 5. Verse 4. 1 John 5 verse 4. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. One more time. For whatever the old King James says, whatsoever. The new King James says, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Verse 5. Verse 5 is beautiful. Verse 5 is asking us some questions here. Let us look at it carefully. This is what it's saying. Who is he who overcomes the world? He said, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. But then he's asking another question here. And which means we should have the same answer. He says, who is he who overcomes the world? And then he says, but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Period. That's it. The one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God overcomes the world. Overcomes the world of its God, that is Satan. Overcomes the world of demons. Overcomes the world of sicknesses, whether curable or incurable. Overcomes the world of circumstances. Overcomes the world of challenges, problems, whatever the world has to bring. The one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God overcomes the world. The word here overcomes, in the tense, it means this. It means the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God keeps overcoming. Keeps overcoming. That's what it means, overcomes. He keeps overcoming. The one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God keeps overcoming the world, its God, its demons, its sicknesses, its problems, its troubles. The one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God, he keeps overcoming the world. The challenges of life comes to all. We all face challenges in this life. The Lord puts it this way. These things have I spoken unto you. No, please help me. Let us open our Bibles, okay? Let's go to John chapter 16, the book of John 16. Let's look at verse 33. And now... Let's read from the Amplified Version. This is what our Lord is saying. I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace. So that in me you may have perfect confidence. God wants man to have perfect peace. God wants man to have perfect confidence. I believe in Isaiah chapter 57. 
verse 20 to verse 21. Allow me to quote. You can write it out and then check it later. Isaiah 57 verse 20 to verse 21. The wicked are like the troubled sea. This is how God sees them. The wicked are like the troubled sea. It cannot rest. You know, a troubled sea cannot rest. So God likens the wicked to a troubled sea. It cannot rest. Whose waters cast up mud and dirt. This is how God sees the wicked. The wicked are like a troubled sea. It cannot rest. Whose waters cast up mud. Verse 21. There is no peace for the wicked. Says my God. God says there is no peace for the wicked. Our Lord said. I have told you these things, so that in me you may have perfect peace. In the Lord, in Christ, we may have perfect peace and perfect confidence. The wicked has no peace. There is no peace, God says, for the wicked. But God had to sacrifice his son, Jesus Christ, so that this could be possible for sinful man to have perfect peace and also perfect confidence. Anyone who receives Jesus Christ as Lord. God has made it available for every man. The only place we can have perfect peace, perfect confidence, is in Christ. That is the only place. That is where we are right now. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all have become new in Christ. God delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. This is Christ, in Christ. In Him, the Bible says, we have redemption through His blood. The remission of our sins in Christ. Let's go back to what our Lord is saying. He said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace, perfect confidence. In the world, we are reading from Amplified Version, in the world you have tribulation. In the world you have trials. In the world you have distress. In the world, you have frustration. But, this is the bad that changes everything. But, be of good cheer. Take courage. This is amplified. Be of good cheer. Take courage. Be confident. Be certain. Be undaunted. Why? Why is the Lord telling us to be of good cheer? Why is Jesus telling us to take courage? Why is he telling us to be confident? Telling us to be certain? Telling us to be undaunted? Why? 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 This is the reason that he's given to us today, tonight. For I have overcome the world. Allow that to sink in for a while. For I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of power to harm you. And I have conquered it for you. Isn't it wonderful to see these things in the word of God? 
The child of God has peace because he is in Christ. The one who doesn't know Christ, God sees him as the wicked and God likens him to the troubled sea. And the troubled sea, God says it cannot rest. This troubled sea casts up mud and dirt. And then God says there is no peace for the wicked. The one who doesn't know Christ doesn't have this true peace. The one who doesn't know Christ doesn't have this true confidence in life that our Lord is talking about. But God has made it possible. God has made a way. God has made it possible for anyone to have this true peace, true confidence. How? By believing, number one, that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Number two, by believing what Jesus has done on the cross for mankind. On the cross, God laid upon Jesus our iniquities. He made him to be sin for us. Who knew no sin? That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Wonderful. Jesus was our sin offering. He was actually made sin with our sins. Then, as our substitute, bearing our sins, he went to the place of suffering, where he left his body. He stayed there in the darkness. He stayed there until every claim of God against us had been wiped out. He was our substitute, taking our place, being made sin with our sin. It was God suffering for humanity. And being God, he alone could pay the penalty for mankind. Hallelujah. We'll be right back. Hi friends, this is Compassion Podcast. On the 21st of May, we will have a short online program called Night of Compassion. We want to invite you to that program. The program will begin at 8 p.m. Beijing time. You can keep the date and you can invite your friends. Remember that God is your Father. See you at the Night of Compassion. When we face challenges or adversity or we face troubles, we don't have to complain. Looking at these truths, we cannot but appreciate our life. You can appreciate your life. You can be happy about your life. If you are complaining about where you are, the truth is you won't get to where you want to be. If you are complaining about what you have, God will not increase you with more. If you are complaining about the little you have now, how can God give you more? Instead of complaining about the little we have, we can thank God for the little we have. And that is where the miracle is. Complaining is not a good thing. The more you complain, the more you remain. Complaining makes you to always see the negative side of things. Even if there are good things around you. Complaining doesn't change the problem, but it sours you. Complaining doesn't make you sweet. Complaining drives people away from you. 
and also drive good things away from you. People complain about almost everything. Their life, their countries, their governments, their schools, their teachers, their wives, their husbands, almost everything. Of course, some of these things might be true for us to complain, but that's not God's way. God says do all things without complaining in memory. If others will complain, let them complain, but not you. You are learning not to have a complaining spirit, but a thankful spirit. You are learning not to be a complaining person. It's all a matter of perspectives, how we see things in life. Complaining about your life, your finances, your school, your job, your family, your old car, your small house, or your spouse won't help you. I won't get you anywhere. Remember this phrase. If you complain, you will remain. But if you will praise, you will be raised. Instead of complaining, give thanks to God. Give praise to God. Think on the good things God has given you. Think about them. Sometimes it is important for us to think on purpose the good things God has given us. In Philippians chapter 4, chapter 4 verse 8, he says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things, or think on these things. Think on what? Think on things that are true. Think on things that are noble. Think on things that are just. Think on things that are pure. Think on things that are of good report. He said, think on these things. Allow me to show you something, something true, something pure, something lovely you can think on. Allow me. Firstly, think on what God has done through his son, Jesus Christ, for you as a child of God. Think on this. Allow me to show you some beautiful things God has done for you and for me through Jesus Christ. These will shape your perspective. The word of God is what will change your perspective. The word of God is what will change your thinking. It is the word of God that gives you heaven's perspective. It is the word of God that gives you God's perspective. It is the word of God that tells you how you should see yourself. How you should see the challenges of life is the word of God. And it is the word of God that shows you how you should see God. Who he is and what he does. The word of God. Let's open the Bibles again. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 1. Let's look at verse 3 all the way to verse 8. And let's read it from NLT, New Living Translation. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 to verse 8, NLT. Verse 3, all praise to God. Can you see this in the Bible? All praise to God. Mind you, if you will praise, you will be raised. All praise to God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
who has who has who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ this is beautiful because let me try and paraphrase because we are united with Christ what has happened to us God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing every kind of spiritual blessing every type of spiritual blessing God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Verse 4. Even before he made the world, that is, even before God made the world, even before that, God loved us. Look at this in the Bible. God loved us and chose us. Allow that to sink in for a while. God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy. Mind that in the Bible. To be holy and without fault in his eyes. Because if we see ourselves without fault, we can go boldly to God and ask him for everything that we want. Mind you, he said, let us come boldly to the throne of grace and obtain mercy and to find grace to help in time of need. This is where boldness comes from. If I know that I am holy and I am without fault in God's eyes, I can go to God boldly to the throne of grace and obtain mercy and to find grace to help, to help in time, in time of need, in time of need. Verse 5. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family. Oh, wow. One more time. This is sweet. Allow me to read this again. God decided, God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family. <laughs> this is the biggest family in the whole universe. And I'm part of it and you're part of it. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself. How? 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 Through Jesus Christ. That's how. Isn't God good? This, we are still reading. This is what he wanted to do. And it gave him great pleasure. Huh? Oh Lord. I'm taking my time to show us some beautiful truths. That can give us a good thinking about ourselves and about our lives. Verse 5 again, allow me. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is the part that is so sweet in my mouth and I keep thinking about this. This is so beautiful. This is what he wanted to do. Oh, this is what he wanted to do and it gave him great pleasure. Ah. <sighs> Hallelujah. Verse 6. So we praise God. <laughs> oh, I like this. So we praise God for the glorious grace. See how he qualifies this grace? So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. 
that is why it is so wonderful to be born again. That is why it is so wonderful to have Christ in your life. That is why it is so wonderful to be in Christ. One more time. So we praise God for the glorious grace He has poured out on us who belong to His dear Son. Don't forget this. The Bible says God is able to make all grace abound toward you that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. Say this glorious grace. He has poured this glorious grace on us because we belong to his dear son. Look at verse 7. He is so rich. Who? God is so rich. Pause. He is so rich. And who is this God? He is my father and he is your father. Your father in heaven is so rich. He is my father. He is so rich. He is so rich. God is so rich. Allow this to sink in. He should give us a thinking. Even how we walk in this life. God is so rich. Okay, verse 7. God is so rich in kindness. And God is so rich in grace. That he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son. And forgave our sins. If you are listening and you want to receive this wonderful Jesus into your heart, this wonderful Savior into your life, please pray this prayer after me. Say, Dear God, I thank you for sending your Son, Jesus Christ, to come and die for me. I believe in my heart that you raised him from the dead. I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord over my life from today. I receive your eternal life now. I ask you to give me your Holy Spirit to come and dwell in me now. Thank you, Father, for loving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Congratulations if you prayed that simple prayer. God heard you. And you are now a son or daughter of God. Welcome to this great family. God bless you. Thank you for downloading this podcast. If you were helped in any way by this episode, please give us your review and subscribe to receive latest messages like these. If you want to contact us on a personal level, please send us an email to the email address in the description below. We would love to hear from you. Keep on hearing and keep on growing. And remember that God is your Father. Stay tuned for the next episode.